It's time for episode 373 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where the only part of golf that we're actually good at is yelling for... My name is Dan Morin, and I'm joined by my good friend, my co-host, my dungeon buddy, Mr. Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I'm doing well. I was not prepared for that, so that was very good. <laughs> it's, it's written down. I don't know why not. Yeah, what was I thinking? Wow. I should have been paying attention. <laughs> you should have been paying attention. And you should especially pay attention to our two fantastic guests this week. To my left, he's a senior editor at Engadget and the co-host of the Slash Film. Cast. It is Devendra Hardwar. Welcome back, Devendra. Hello. Thanks for having me. Pleasure as always. And to my left is the host of the Mac Observer Daily Podcast. It is podcaster heard around the world, Kelly Gamont. Hello, Kelly. Hi. Um, I didn't realize I was actually heard around the world, so now I'm like, oh gosh, I didn't really think about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, no self conscious. Sure. Yeah, All right. So, sort of. I, but that means I can add international woman of mystery to my business cards, right? A thousand percent, yes. You have my awesome. blessing. <laughs> Well, this is, of course, the show where we invite on our two guests to talk about four tech topics. I'm going to kick things off this week. Just this morning, as we're recording, Apple has announced that it will be reducing the commission for the App Store to 15% for companies that are making less than a million dollars in revenue in a year. Is this a a positive move on the whole? Are there downsides to this? Will will other stores follow suit? Devendra, Mm. what do you think? Yeah, I feel like we've been, you know, thinking about what Apple's doing and kind of what every app store is doing, what they owe their customers, right? Uh, There's been a lot of conversations around Steam and Epic as well. I think ultimately this is a good move for smaller developers, especially because, you know, they, they will save a ton of money because of this and it doesn't really hurt apple too much you know they're, they're going to be missing out on some money here but we've seen their cash war chest apple is going to be just fine i do wonder though what this means for you know bigger developers because that threshold that one million dollar threshold seems large i think to a normal person but for a developer like it, if you're if you have a vaguely popular app you will hit that pretty quickly and uh then all of a sudden your commissions are much much higher i don't know what we do about this because this is apple's platform you know, like aside from regulating every app store platform uh, at the government level, I'm not quite sure how we solve this moving forward, but this seems like a good step for them at least. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, as far as this goes for Apple, um, whether, you know, it's a move made in the goodness of their heart or one right, one right. to sort of uh, help with the, the antitrust concerns, that's kind of an aside. I think that ultimately what this makes me happy about is, I mean, we've, we invite uh, developers onto this show all the time. And mm-hmm. I feel very happy for those developers who are going to see, uh, I believe it was a renowned maker of a calculator who did the calculations <laughs> this morning to say, by dropping from 30% to 15%, you'll actually see a 20% increase on the money that you're it's making. Just, that's just math, Mike. Because math, math is right. weird. Um, so that for them, I'm happy. Uh, whether or not this means others will follow suit, I guess we'll see. This is one of those things where everybody gets to kind of, um, well, to, to some extent, gets to let somebody do a thing and then watch how that thing goes mm-hmm. and then make decisions based on how that thing goes. So uh, yeah. we'll see. Kelly, what are your thoughts? 
I'm glad they've done this. Uh, this was an idea that we kicked around over on the Daily Observations podcast uh, at at the front edge of the Fortnite war, um, just because mm. it seemed like uh, it would make a lot of sense that like companies that would sort of miss that 15% the least, like we were sort of talking about there being a tiered system at all. And so I like it. And to get back to like, um, you know, does Apple look good for doing this by paying developers even more money? Uh, does it also give them, you know, like a little bit of PR lift? Is it good for the developers? I feel like this is where the little girl, why not both gif would be <laughs> right, if right. this was a text conversation. <laughs> um, like it's better for everybody, you know, um, uh, renowned calculator makers are going to get more money from this. Uh, Tim Cook gets to go on stage and say, we've paid developers even more money than we've ever paid them before and rattle off some number that is not a real number to most people, you know, anyway, because it's like billions and billions of dollars they pay yeah, out to all those yeah. folks. Um, but the thing about it, like the where the rubber meets the road is that there are a whole lot of developers in the app store who don't make a million bucks a year off their apps. And I know a lot of those folks like like, all of you do. And so um, the fact that all of them are sort of getting a pay raise in 2020 mm -hmm. feels pretty good to me, mostly because like it is an iota of good news in 2020. So I'll take it. Like I'm not yeah. like I'm not cheering for Apple doing something revolutionary, but mostly what I want to know is looking ahead. What um, what's going to happen with other app stores that are taking 30% because like Google's been doing it for a while now and trying to crack down on those app stores outside their own, their payment methods. So I want to know where that's headed. Yeah, I, I think the most optimistic way to look at this is say it's the first like step in this conversation. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think there's going to be some stuff that needs to be refined on this. I saw a number of people pointing out, like, why is it that essentially you automatically catapult back to the 30% range once you're over a million like, for the next year and it takes you a year to requalify? Should we just have the 30% commission apply to anything you make over the first million? Like, are there other ways to do this that would accomplish the same thing but be perhaps uh, even more efficient about it? Uh, I think Devinder made a great point. Like, a Apple's not going to miss the 15% on anything less than a million dollars, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah. pocket change for it. It doesn't care, and it makes a huge difference for the life of those developers. I do Absolutely. think maybe even the million-dollar mark may need some refinement as they go further, because I think that's also a good point. Like, it's not, it seems high to a lot of us, but it's not necessarily huge, depending on, mm -hmm. like, I think small developers, indie developers, like one-person, two-person shops will see a lot of benefit here. You start getting up more into four- or five-person shops, and it's quite quite possible that you're making well over a million dollars already. Um, but it, it really depends. So I think it's a good move. I'm not sure it's enough to get the regulators off their back, because there's lots yeah, of other problems yeah. in the App Store, but I think it, it sort of starts moving things in the right direction. But thanks for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Devendra. Sure. Well, I've been, you know, neck deep in the next generation consoles for the past few weeks. I've reviewed both in Gadget. Um, I'm wondering, you know, what are you guys picking up? And uh, do you have a preferred gameplay mode? Because I feel like this is the question everybody needs to think about, right? Do you want the fast 60 FPS performance modes? Or do you want the maybe slower 30 FPS 4K modes with uh, ray tracing, higher visual fidelity? Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on these questions? Well, bless your heart uh, for bringing this topic to the table. I 
I am just, uh, I know so very little about gaming. Um, that I really just want to push it. Yeah, yeah no, so no, I, I, I knew I was risking things. I here, love yeah. it. I love it because <laughs> here's what I have to say about it. And um, one of the shows I do each week is called Tech News Weekly. And we often talk about uh, these consoles. And, you know, anytime a new one comes out, we, we bring somebody on the show to talk about it. Uh, we've had some people you might know on before. Anyway, um, <laughs> I... When that happens and I do the research about it, I find all of this stuff so very dadgum fascinating, so cool. Uh, looking at what these consoles are, you know, uh, bragging that they'll be able to do is ridiculous. And seeing the absolute passion from folks who are so excited about these new consoles, um, who've been talking about them, who've been trying to find them, I don't really have a whole lot to say about uh, preferred gameplay mode, but we did just have someone on who was talking about the new PlayStation and this special, and DaVinci, you might know what it is, but it's some sort of sound engine um, with the new console. Uh And you have these headphones that you wear and it's like spatial audio and it can be specialized for games. And so you just get really drawn into the game. And I think that... Mm -hmm. Almost more than uh, we talk about how you can have a movie, a video that is low quality visually, and as long as the audio rocks, people will still be into it. But you have a high quality video and the audio sucks and you oftentimes will have a person just I can't I can't watch this. And so yeah, yeah. I think that 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 uh, chance for folks to be really drawn into a game is what's exciting to me. Kelly, what are your thoughts? I will be over here sitting with Micah talking about yarn. That's where we're <laughs> yes. at. Um, uh, so, and like, we will crochet your favorite characters from those games. That'll be <laughs> awesome. We'll make you little dollies. It'll be great. Um, I mostly don't play games what hook up to the TV is really where I'm at as a gamer, um, which is using that term very, very loosely. It's doing a lot of work here. Um, I play a lot on my phone. I have a Nintendo Switch, and I will occasionally plug the Switch into the television. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, what I'm mostly interested in with these new ones is, uh, first of all, it took so long for these to come out. I think, Devendra, we're looking at like seven years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I've seen is is so many people talking about the advancements in that. And what I'm looking forward to is the next year or two as those advancements become things that we start seeing in other places. So mm-hmm. we start seeing whether it's gameplay mechanism, whether it's... Um, uh, you know, a new wave of all kinds of things that include spatial audio, whether it's, uh, you know, e- better graphics processing for folks that have PCs that they use as gaming rigs. Like, that's the part that I'm the most interested in in all of this is like, it really sounds like they've finally really optimized these for performance. And so uh, finding out how those sort of optimizations are going to creep out into the rest of the world is the part I want to see. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news for you, Devendra, is I do play games on a console, but the yeah. bad news is I also tend to be a slow adopter. Uh, I have an Xbox One, which I got probably maybe a year after it came out or so, um, and I've been an Xbox user for a long time. I had a 360. Uh, I played a lot of that. 
Um, and so I sort of naturally feel like I was gravitating toward the Xbox One X, especially with sort of the mm-hmm. Game Pass stuff they've been doing. It seems really attractive. That said, the the PlayStation certainly has, like, the things that I've been most interested to hear about on there are not only the titles they have, because I think that Miles Morales game looks awesome, um, but I, I was just yeah. hearing about the, the haptic stuff they've been doing with the controller on the, the PlayStation. The controller's amazing. That sounds yeah. so cool to me, and it's yeah. just like people keep raving about it, and I think, well, I've used stuff with haptics before, but I was like, no, it makes your old game controller look look like garbage and i'm like that's what i'm here for i'm here for i'm here for my old technology to look terrible um yeah the main problem for me on the graphics side is i still don't have like i I replaced my tv oh boy three four years ago now and um maybe longer than that and it's not 4k and so i just but it works fine and it's like "Ah, i don't want to go out and buy a new tv and new console i mean i do (laughs) but i can't (laughs) so i mean i'm I'm really excited for this i think you know for me i'm somebody who'll probably buy a console once they are more widely available instead of having to fight with everybody on launch day um but as to which one to get i probably lean towards the xbox but man that playstation looks pretty great yeah yeah i I will say i think waiting is probably the best thing right now because just buying one of these things is an adventure Mm -hmm. and and a journey in like following twitter accounts and making sure you order really quickly uh i I will say just for just for everybody here and everybody listening hey check out my reviews and gadget because i kind of go into like what makes these things special um i've reviewed both the playstation 5 and the xbox series x i think they're both great in their own ways for you micah and kelly i think the series s may be actually a good option for you guys because it is it is not super powered it is you know 299 it's cheaper and you've got game pass so it's like a really good entry point into console gaming Mm -hmm. and i talked to a lot of tech people who don't actually you know play many games so it feels like that is serving a potential market right there and casual gamers too and uh yeah the new hardware is just super fast um they're basically like having gaming pcs under your tv uh so i feel like that is that is a big step forward from the last gen of consoles which were just those things still ran laptop hard drives those (laughs) things like two and a half inch mechanical hard drives we we banned those in computers you know years ago so after the protests yes yeah after the protests (laughs) after yeah many many things um so yeah i'm just excited uh i'm not here for console wars but i am excited for you know all this new hardware out here and for people to uh play games that look better than ever all right that's two topics down two topics left to go which of course means it is halftime here on clockwise and this week's episode is brought to you by command line heroes Command Line Heroes is a podcast that tells epic true tales of developers, programmers, hackers, geeks, and open source rebels who are revolutionizing the technology landscape. Season 6 of Command Line Heroes is available now. This season tells the stories of black technologists who innovated and invented despite systemic racism, unfair hiring practices, and unequal education opportunities. There's an episode all about Gladys West, whose mathematical models and data analysis paved the way for GPS. Another episode tells the story of Jerry Lawson, who invented the first cartridge-based video game console, paving the way for Atari, Nintendo, and Sega. And another episode tells the story of Mark Dean, who grew up in the Jim Crow South and grew up to revolutionize the PC industry with the ISA bus. I got a sneak preview of Season 6 of Command Line Heroes. I I got to listen to the episode about Gladys West, which was fascinating. I had never heard of her before, uh, and yet she is so instrumental into this thing that we all take for granted, which is GPS. And you'd think, like, ah, GPS, yeah, I just opened my map, and I know exactly where we are. Turns out, figuring out where you are (laughs) on a planet, very, very difficult, (laughs) especially because Earth is not like a marble with, like, a whole bunch of even, you know, surface on it. It's got bumps and craters and mountains and all of that. So figuring out how to map that requires some very complex math mathematical stuff and to point out even further they were doing those calculations with like slide rules and mainframe computer punch cards and stuff like that so it's really interested 
interesting. It's a great episode to listen to to sort of get a, a key on like what exactly was involved in this and who are these people who we might not know their names, but they were just so instrumental in the, these things we use all the time. Search for Command Line Heroes anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we'll include a link in the show notes. Our thanks to Command Line Heroes for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, that is halftime. Micah Sergeant, take us away. I would love to. Uh, my simple question is this. What's the last piece of tech you used that brought you joy? Kelly? It's going to sound like cheating, but it's my iPhone. Because, uh, number one, I got a 12 Pro. I'm really excited about all of the newness of it. Um, but second of all, uh, somehow the home the the home commands and telling the s lady to do things Mm -hmm. have gotten better with this particular (laughs) device and so uh when i tell her to turn off lights and turn on lights and things um all of that works really well and uh if we were recording this tomorrow i think this answer would be uh the home pod mini that i have coming that is on a truck schedule for today because i'm really really inordinately excited about that particular that speaker and having a really nice speaker in my house that also I can tell to do stuff. So. Mm-hmm. The best combination. For me, actually, speaking of things recently delivered, it would be this M1 MacBook Air I've got sitting here. Because oh, I got to tell you, I Ooh. love iPhones. I love iPads. I like my iMac. But I look, I'm a Mac guy. That's where I started. That's where I've always been. And for years, I was a laptop only guy. And I had a 2014 MacBook Air, which has sort of slowly fallen by the wayside as it gets you know, lower and lower power. It doesn't have a retina display. Um, I love the compact nature of it, but it was just starting to drag a bit. And I was waiting waiting for this Apple Silicon transition. So I was, you know, the day they announced it, I ordered directly after the event (laughs) and it arrived yesterday and I've been setting it all up and it's just such a, you know, six years between laptop revisions. (laughs) It makes a big difference. Let me tell you, the retina display, the 13 inch, the, just the, 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 the the nice keyboard that they finally put back in there and the thing just screams. It just screams. It's so fast. It's amazing. So I I was just sitting there all day, like working on my laptop and, and just being like, I'm iMac what I don't need an iMac I've got this sweet computer here so for me that really it really brought me brought me back to my roots as a Mac user Devendra what about you well actually I was going to mention that too just because I just finished reviewing that M1 MacBook Air Mm. and it is it is fantastic in every single way like here's the thing we benchmarked it compared to the last MacBook Air that was released earlier this year and it's still like so much faster Mm -hmm. it is crazy what apple silicon is doing but i think you really put it all really well dan so i also want to shout out the new nest thermostat Mm. which is the thing i i've always kind of lusted after um and after moving into an actual house and outside of new york uh you know uh earlier this year i can actually install one of these things so my wife and i just set it up um, and I'm having a lot of fun controlling the temperature across the entire house uh, with, with my phone. It's pretty great because uh, if our baby is taking a nap, it is sometimes hard to run upstairs and make sure everything is good and set the temperature. Um, it just kind of takes care of all that noise. So I'm very happy to have uh, some connected thermostats finally. All very happy answers that make me, that spark joy in me as well. Uh, the thing that I have to mention, um, I, it was kind of a surprise. I, uh, you know, as a person who talks about tech all the time, I've got, you know, PR folks who send stuff my way. And there was this kind of, uh, I'm not going to mention the company, it was a sort of a, a budget option um, for a gimbal. And I, I got it 
and I tried it out, and it was okay, but with the big, heavy phones, not so great. Um, But in trying that one, I realized just how awesome a gimbal actually could be. So Mm -hmm. I sprung for the new Osmo Mobile 4 from DJI. And I've been using it for, uh, I I had a a review of the iPad Air, uh, the 2020 model, and also my, one of my dog's birthdays was, uh, was last week. And so I was shooting some footage with the new iPhone 12 Pro Max using the Osmo Mobile 4. And it is so much fun. The video looks great because of the iPhone, but the the steadiness of it, the way I was able to just use my hands to move things around, very fun and has brought a lot of joy and made me kind of go, you know what? Maybe I'm going to pull out my phone a little bit more often to shoot photo, to shoot a video and take photos than I am wont to do, which is hardly ever. Uh, Thank you all for your answers on that question. Let us go to our final topic, which comes from Kelly. So for anyone who follows me on Twitter, this is not news. Uh, My birthday was Monday and uh, life day was yesterday, which I basically put in for Dan. Wink, wink. More, but also like it's the end of the year and more holidays are on the horizon. So I would like to know what sort of things you all are doing to... um, to have celebrations, but also 2020 at the same time. <laughs> what? Those you can do both? Oh. Uh, the thing that we've been doing the most this year is actually uh, in the spring when this all started, one of my cousins decided that for uh, the extended family birthdays, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, we'll get together, we'll do a Zoom, and I'll, you know, have people record happy birthday messages. And in the intervening, you know, eight or nine months, the videos have gotten much more involved and elaborate. <laughs> so now there are like skits and there's like stuff we're pasting together and we're doing like, you know, very light special effects and titles and all this stuff. And uh, it is it is great. It is hilarious and delightful. I mean, this is we, we will celebrate birthdays in normal times, but usually just with like a text message or maybe some cards or something like that. And this has now become like a full fledged thing. So fully expecting um, some some celebrations during the holiday season that involve some Zoom stuff. Stuff, and we've already organized our our gift exchange, you know, Secret Santa style uh, for Christmas. And hopefully we'll have a Zoom where everybody gets to open their presents and we all get to make fun of each other for what we got. So it's 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 doing all right. I'm, I'm going to miss seeing people in person, but I'm glad that we found a way to still connect and keep our sort of traditions alive, even in the year of heck that is 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Devinder, what about you? Oh, I, I feel like it's, it's many similar things. There aren't uh, elaborate skits going on on my end, <laughs> but I do... I think the good thing about this year is that it really just normalized video calls and video conferencing mm. so that, you know, uh, my wife's grandmother knows how to jump on a Google Duo call and other calls right now. So that's been cool. Um, I'm prepping for Thanksgiving and I normally, you know, like to have family over and we like to like make food and stuff. And earlier this year, I actually ended up moving down to Georgia away from New York City. So I'm closer to my family. And my plan is to just make a bunch of food like Tuesday, I think next week before Thanksgiving and uh, spend Wednesday just driving around and handing it out to my brother and my family and we'll exchange food and then we'll do like a Zoom call on Thursday and eat it all together. I feel like, you know, that's the safest way to do anything right now. You don't 
you don't want to have a dinner together in a, you know indoors. That's bad. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this works out. Uh, for me, I'm actually planning on sending my family. I've got an extra because it's they're kind of hard to find right now. Um, but I've got an mm-hmm. extra Logitech C920 um, oh, webcam. Ooh, nice. I know, right? Oh, nice. I know. Mike is going to get robbed. I now. know. I shouldn't have said it. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't come after me. Um, and I live in the Antarctic, um, so you can't find me anyway. Uh, so I'm going to send that to them. Um, maybe I'll put it inside of like a cereal box so nobody in the post will know. <laughs> and going to get a, a Zoom call set up. So I will record a video showing them how to get everything set up. And then that way, on Thanksgiving Day, um, I can kind of tune in to the celebrations wherever they're holding them um, and have fun in that time. Uh, because... You know, there was maybe two months ago, I thought maybe there would be an opportunity if I had my uh, face shield and face mask and all the necessary things that I would be able to see them for Thanksgiving. Um, My sister gave birth over the summer to my niece, and I've still had, I still have not been able to meet my niece in person um so it's it's quite a bummer um so i don't know as an aside everybody please for the love of all that is good and kind in this world stay inside and do the right thing and please don't don't keep this going forever and ever and ever be safe people yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely Alrighty, kelly why don't you oh and by the way happy life day and happy belated (laughs) birthday and also i watched the (laughs) star wars lego the lego star wars holiday special yesterday that celebrated life day and it was amazing all right kelly take it i really enjoyed it part of what i'm what i've ended up doing i'm tech support for my family as i presume all of us here are today and uh so i've been doing a lot of helping with set up video calls because uh a lot of my family uh talks on the phone all the time anyway or texts a lot anyway so uh like you know that button that says facetime if you do that you can just video call each other like that was pretty easy for most of my family uh on my mom's side on my dad's side uh there's a whole lot of android usage and so there's a lot of like we need to make sure skype works for you and things like that so trying to get just trying to get things set up so that hopefully um uh, we we have an opportunity like you micah there was a, a moment uh late summer where i thought maybe i can have people like stand on the patio and wave at me on my birthday and like maybe there's an option of like getting to see anybody you know, who doesn't necessarily live in my house all the time, which is really the only person I got to spend my birthday with, uh, which is not like it's bad, but like it's not special because I spend every day with Mr. Kelly. So it's <laughs> not it's not all that exciting when it's my birthday. We're all sort of trying to figure out, you know, how to how to do it all together. And then looking at like group FaceTime and things like that and just trying to figure out what the the tech solutions are that can make it so that uh, we can all talk to each other has been a big part of it. Um, And FaceTime has helped just by being so easy and so available on all the Apple hardware that people have. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very easy to switch from a phone call to a FaceTime audio call to a FaceTime video call, even if you don't mean to. Uh, which I can tell you from some of my family members, uh, but it's been it it's been weird. But like one of the good things that comes out of it, having been this long, is like other people were saying, you know, like members of my family 
are competent at all of this now and know how to do it. So I think that's going to be um, how we're going to end up with it as well. All right. That is our final topic, but we have just enough time for a bonus topic. First, though, I want to thank our other sponsor today. This week's episode of Clockwise is brought to you by SyncUp, a OneDrive podcast. You know, we're all stuck indoors, as we just mentioned, and it's great to find new podcasts to listen to to keep us entertained while we're trapped inside, especially for those of us in climates where it's about to get a lot colder. If you're looking for a new show to listen to, SyncUp takes you behind the scenes of OneDrive so you can learn about how to connect files, share your documents, and work from anywhere, and you'll get to hear about the design and development side of things, too. Each show covers a dedicated topic, has guest interviews, news announcements, plus a special topic outside of the technology norm and just so you have an idea of what to expect i want to tell you about some of the topics you might be interested in that were on previous episodes they've talked about empowering mac users changing management product adoption customer success file sharing personal vaults and more i listened to an episode back from september which was about microsoft ignite 2020 and all the OneDrive announcements that were made there um, which includes a a lot of stuff to really uh, revamp the cloud storage system it was very interesting uh, a lot of good information there and it was also fairly entertaining to listen to which is the most you can ask for out of any podcast really entertainment and educational go and listen to it now just search for sync up whenever wherever you get your podcasts that's s-y-n-c-u-p or just click the link in the show notes go check it out our thanks to sync up and microsoft for their support of this show and all of relay fm all right bonus topic time really quick what's the your favorite piece of furniture that you own davindra my wife and i recently upgraded to a new mattress a lisa hybrid and uh Listen, that thing that thing feels amazing. And now I understand why, um, you know, some mattresses cost so much. Uh, it is very good for my sore back, especially after running around, you know, my two-year-old all day. So it is really great for that. Love that mattress. Uh, for me, it's got to be the sit-stand desk that I got uh, back whenever I first went from working in an office to working from home. Again, to this day, it is my favorite piece of furniture. Absolutely. What about you, Kelly? I have a desk that was my great grandfather's uh, in the 1800s and so i have this small writing desk uh and it's my favorite because it's it's just been around forever so it's like part of the landscape of my life and now it lives in my house I've gotten a lot of use more recently out of my Poang chair from Ikea, which, you know, it's not a terribly expensive chair. It's not terribly fancy, but it's surprisingly comfortable. And it's where I sit in the mornings when I'm drinking my cup of tea and got much more use out of it in the last six months than I've gotten in the last 10 years. (laughs) So there's that. All right. That's our show for today. All that remains is to thank our guest this week. Devendra Hardwar, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. This was fun. And Kelly Gabon, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's always good to drop by. And Micah, we'll be back next week. But until then, we want to remind everybody out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.